How is everybody? Yeah? Excited for Friday. Okay, I should be worried then. Um, so it's really good to see uh, you all. Uh, if you weren't here last Sunday, we celebrated our 10th anniversary uh, as Lighthouse Church. Uh, I want to thank those of you who uh, served in a variety of ways in making that day happen. It was a wonderful day. Um, in our time together last Sunday, we learned that the church is the body of Christ. Um, and what I shared with you last week is that Jesus is still here, um, that, that Jesus' body still lives on this earth and moves on this earth, that literally the church, um, we are his hands, his feet, um, his mouth, his words, his arms, his love, and his care. And so Jesus' work continues uh, through his church, the body of Christ. And so for the next few weeks, what I want to do is I want to talk about what it means to be the body of Christ and what it means to be a member of it or a part of it. Um, I know that for, for many of you, you've maybe never been around a church. What does it mean to be part of a group like this? Um, for others, maybe you never thought you'd be back in a church, and here you are. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, kind of service and how we can be engaged in service um, in the body of Christ and talk about how that's a biblical concept. So grab a Bible and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in our church Bibles. Uh, there's a page number up there, 956. Uh, should be one around you. In the recovery Bible, there's a page number if you brought your own recovery Bible. Um, I love this chapter. Um, it's uh, just an interesting chapter in talking about the body of Christ, the church. And um, I want to read through um, some verses that I ho hope to re read through last week, but we just didn't have time. So we're going to read through it today. Um, and then I am going to come back to a verse in there, so you might want to hold your Bible open uh, as we get started. Um, so we're going to begin at verse 12, where it says, One body and many parts. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Uh, so what he's going to do is he's going to compare our physical bodies with the body of Christ that is on this earth. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not, uh, that does not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? For our bodies have many parts, and God, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest, least important, are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. We, so we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the whole body together 
such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. And one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. All right, we're going to stop there. So I mentioned we're going to talk a little bit about um, service today. So I found a couple of service jokes, kind of more service job jokes. Today I learned that the CIA is replacing waterboarding with Verizon wireless customer service. Not trying to say that the customer service in my bank is bad, but when I went in the other day and asked the clerk to check my balance, she leaned over and pushed me. <laughs> I got a psychic reading that I was going to die happy. So the next day I went and got a job in customer service so I would live forever. Ah, oh, that's not true. All right, here's our question for today. How has serving had a positive impact on your life? Uh, pretty basic question. How has serving had a positive impact on your life? If you'd like to answer it, get Flint or James Tension. Stand up, speak directly in the mic, give us a brief answer, and here we go. Hello, I'm Jason. Um, I would have to say I'm doing volunteer work at the New Life Center for about a month now, and it's really impactful for me just... Uh, be able to give back and see the appreciation from, from the residents there. They, they're always grateful and always say thank you, really polite. And it just, it, it makes your day when you're, you're out there trying to help somebody just because it's the right thing to do. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, over the last six years since I've got clean, I've tried to, like, do outreach and, on my own and be downtown and, like, tell people my story so they at least know that they have a chance, you know. And over the last six years, I've watched a lot of people grow. And a lot of people know me, and a lot of people come to me and thank me. But it's not about um, them coming and thanking me. When I'm doing it, I feel so good. Like, there has to be endorphin release when you're helping somebody. It's, you know, that's Jesus' like, present to us. That warm, tingly feeling in our body when we're helping and we're serving and we're doing good for people, that has to be Jesus. I've, I've come to believe because whenever I help somebody, I get that feeling. So when I, get, when I serve, that's what I feel, and that's why I'm happy to keep on doing it, and I'll keep trying. Even if some people let me down, there's going to be 100 more that will show me the, 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 that they can do it. So thank you, guys. Have a mm, good day. Thanks, Sarah. All right. Who else would be willing to share? Anybody else? How has serving had a positive impact on your life? Flint has been doing most of the running today. Um, so, like, I've noticed that when you know you pass a homeless person on the road and you don't have any money, you kind of pass by. Well, what I've made a habit of is pulling over and having a conversation with them because they're going to get money. They're going to get what they need more than likely, but they're not going to get that conversation. They're not going to have that sit-down they're not going to, well, I can't say they're not, but more than likely, if you give them that empathy, and I see you from like, I'm not in your position, but I see you and God sees you. Huh. And 
just like you said, that's when you feel that presence. You, you get on their level, I and mean, it probably ends in a hug. And, I, and, I, and usually it makes me feel just as good as them. So thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah, and thank you. Welcome today. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Heather. I volunteer a lot with Celebrate Recovery, and um, most of you see me at the door because <laughs> I do a lot of ushering. I feel like that's had a very positive impact on my life because I'm kind of an introvert, extrovert, and I've gotten to know a lot of you, and I've gotten to know your stories and recognize your faces, and it's been a wonderful thing for me because it's like I'm getting to help them, you know, get comfortable coming through the doors, but at the same time, I'm helping myself, and it's, it's definitely a work of God. Thank you, Heather. All right, do we have another hand? Sarah. Okay, a few months ago, I was volunteering through the emergency food pantry, and I was, like, bagging up food, and it provides people with food. So me serving them helps them get food in their belly. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us today. Um, anybody else? We'll do one more um, here, so we'll wrap up with Misty. Hi, everyone. I'm Misty. Um, so it's almost like a, you give them a piece of your heart, and they fill up your heart a little bit more, you know, because it's kind of a round thing. And I'm kind of selfish, so I like to do it for me. No, just kidding. I do. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I, feel, I do feel like it, it, it builds your heart up. It just fills your cup a little bit. You know how your cup fills when you get in here? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Thanks, Misty. Um, so I, I love the answers that I'm hearing today. And, um, you know, I, I just want to encourage you in your service, um, whether it's here or other places. Um, and that's what I want to talk about today. Over the years, it has been such a joy watching people serve and see how not only that it affects other people, but how it affects the one who is serving. Uh, so much of the world, of course, is built upon service. Uh, there are volunteers that are needed in most organizations. Uh, there are service professions, uh, service jobs. Uh, the world longs for servant leaders, uh, men and women with a servant's heart. Uh, for those of us who struggle with addiction or mental health, our lives depend upon not only our serving, but also upon others who are serving on our behalf. Uh, when I started in the recovery community, I was amazed by the commitment of men and women um, with years and years of recovery, serving and helping others. Uh, they told me, that to keep it, you have to give it away. They would talk about getting more out of it than they were putting into it. I want to tell you today that the body of Christ is really the same way. If you want to grow in faith and in love and in compassion, then I would encourage you to serve. 
Um, I share all the time that the true test of whether or not we are growing in faith is whether or not we look more like Jesus. If we are his feet, his hands, his mouth, his words, his arms, his love, then do those things look more like Jesus in your life today than they have in the past? Can I just tell you that as you get to know Jesus, you will learn that Jesus is the epitome of a servant. Um, Jesus is the epitome of a servant's heart. Um, In the world, the one who is served is the one who's got it made, right? Um, The one who is looked up to, but not in God's kingdom. Uh, Jesus came and he turned everything upside down. So um, Jesus himself says these words in Mark chapter 10. Uh, It says, For you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people. The officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it's going to be different, he said. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came and he turned so many things um, on their head. Uh, Here's the deal. Um, I want you to know that you have been created to serve. Um, You have been created, I believe, in God's image. And um, if you've been created in God's image, that means you have been created to be served, to be self-giving. The idea that, you know, life is all about me, that it's supposed to revolve around me, that, that the world is supposed to serve me, that is part of your and my sinful nature. But you have been created in God's image. And because God is a giving God, that means part of being created in his image is that you've been created to serve like God serves. And if you get to know Jesus better, um, he's going to awaken that in you. To know Jesus is to be part of his body uh, that is still working and moving on this earth. All of you together, verse 27, all of you together are Christ's body and each one of you is part of it. So in this chapter, um, Paul has a very visual description of the body uh, to illustrate the importance of the body parts. Uh, You can tell... Um, when you read chapter 12, that there were some people within Corinth that were looking down on others, um, feeling like their service was more important than other people's service, and that their part of the body was more important than other people's part of the body. And they were belittling those who perhaps people felt had an insignificant role within the body of Christ. And what Paul wants to say is every part is important. Um, Plus, you know, in many ways, thank God that he didn't, you know, make us all the same. You know, praise the Lord that he didn't make us all the same. Thank the Lord that he didn't make us all an eye. For example, um, every time I read this chapter, I think of Mike Wazowski. um, And, uh, you know, we have our own Mike Wozniki, but not white Mike Wazowski. You're welcome. 
Been waiting all week to say that. Thank you that you don't look that way. Yeah. Um, you know, the reality is, is that um, we have all of our parts of the body created by God so that it can function the way God intended. Um, you've been created unique. Um, so here's the deal. You have your own set of God-given gifts and abilities and the life experience that God has walked you through. Nobody else ha- in the world has that combination of you. It's pretty remarkable when you think about it. You have been gifted with what you have been you know, gifted with, things that you're able to do, um, and the life experience that God has walked you through. Nobody else has that. And so part of learning to live out our faith in Jesus Christ is learning to how do we use what God has given us and walked us through um, in service for him. So um, I often like to suggest that people ask themselves a couple of questions. And um, here they are. What, the first question is this. Um, I encourage you this week to maybe do a little thinking about what, what kind of things are you pretty good at? You know, like if you were to make a list of these things, I can do. can be big things, can be little things. What, what are they? Um, I also like to encourage people when they make that list then to identify within some of those um, what brings you joy. You know, what in that list, like when I do it, I kind of get some energy. That might be a place of service for you in the future. But it also needs to meet um, a world need. What need does it meet um, if you were to use, you know, not only your gift and ability, but also what brings you joy? What service does it provide the community, the world, uh, in a way that will make it a better place? I encourage you to wrestle with those questions this week. When people come here, um, I want you to know, when people come here um, all of the time, um, I am pretty convinced that God brought you here. Um, Now, I know that people come here for a variety of reasons. Some of you kind of heard about Lighthouse or, you know, you've been struggling, and so this is a place somebody kind of directed you to. Um, Sometimes people, like, go church shopping. Uh, They don't do that very often at Lighthouse Church. It's kind of weird, but but, um, people will just kind of be looking for a church, and they'll pop in. And um, I, I am always of the mindset, though, that when I meet you, um, especially if you come back, I'm on the, of the mindset that God has brought you here for a reason. Now, that reason can be one of three things. It might be that God has brought you here because there's something in your life now that he knows this community can speak into or help with. That's really common around Lighthouse Church. People often will come here. God will bring them here because um, they need the community um, that, you know, that is provided here in this place. Or they need to meet Jesus. They need to hear about Jesus. Whatever it is, um, God brought you here because there's something going on that you need. Um, but it's also possible, and I remember this, that it might be that God has brought you here uh, because God knows that you have some gifts and abilities and life experience that this community needs. And so God may be bringing you here for us to, you know, include and grow from um, within the life of this body of Christ. Or, number three, 
It's both. That God has brought you here because you need something that's, that's here. And at least in a long-term vision, God knows that what you bring to this place, God can use in a future way. Um, and so um, you may be thinking, you know, why am I here? I don't know. I believe that God brought you here. Um, I want to do a little demonstration uh, that um, it's a little risky to do in church, but we're going to do it anyway, okay? Um, I need your help, Misty. Um, Chris, I need your help. Tony, I'm going to ask you for help. And Tara, would you mind helping me? So nobody's going to ever sit in the front row again. So... Um, Tara, I'm going to put you right here, right in front of me. Um, uh, Misty and Chris, let's come on over here. Um, are one of you left-handed? No. Nope. Okay, that's okay. You're going to go over here. Chris, you're going to go right there. Uh, Tony, you're going to come right behind Tara, okay? So um, here's uh, just kind of put your legs. You can push that chair back. Put your legs right in front of the chair. And uh, nope, stand up. You don't get to sit down. And uh, we're going to um, give them a task to do, okay? I have a balloon here. And um, what they're going to do is they're going to together blow up this balloon, tie it, sit on it, and pop it. The problem is, is that, or the challenge is, is that each of them will be one part of the body. So Misty, you're going to be a right hand. Chris, you're going to be a left hand. I know you, Tara, so you're going to be the mouth. (laughs) And no offense, Tony, uh, but you're the rear end, okay? When I saw you walk in, I knew I had to have you do that job. Tony's getting married next Saturday, by the way, so... All right, so just your right hand, left hand, mouth... But, thank you. All right. Here you go. Uh, Well, you'll have to decide, but I would put a little bit more. There you go. Yeah, that might be... Hey, 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 hey. You're already done. I gotta tell you, I've done this probably a hundred times. I've never had people do it that quick. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Left hand. Okay. And now it goes to Tony. Might have to move it a little bit. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll tell you, both groups have been amazing today. Never have I seen it happen that quick. That was really good. Very talented, yeah. So um, what is the point of that? Work together. Yeah, so whenever, whenever I've done that, um, that's the first thing people come up with. Teamwork. It's about teamwork. Um, I'd like to share that it's about something even more, more deep than that. Um, what I want to suggest is that that task that was given to them could not have been done if it, there wasn't a left hand, a right hand, a mouth, and a rear end. 
all of them were necessary. Each one of them was necessary in, in, for the job to be done. Can I just share that as the body of Christ here on this earth, the Lord puts before us jobs and tasks and things that seem even mundane sometimes. Um, but it's going to take the part of each member of the body of Christ in order for them to be accomplished. Every person, every part is necessary and needed when we come together um, and try to do what God, you know, requires. Now, you may think, well, I'm just a left hand. You know, you don't need a left hand today. Um, well, we might need the left hand in order to accomplish the, jo- the job today. Just a right hand um, or a mouth. And, you know, sometimes you might think, you know, what do I have to offer? I'm like the rear end, right? <clears throat> Um, the reality is, is every part is necessary. And can I just say that unlike most churches that I've ever seen, pr- frankly, all churches that I've ever seen, um, the importance of everybody pitching in in this place is so crucial because for some people who come here, it's the difference between life and death. And so um, every part is important. Turn and tell somebody every part is important. <clears throat> every body part is important. Now, as we learn, we are part of the body. Each an important part, we learn that our lives be- don't really belong to us. You belong to Jesus and the community. Uh, It's a tension that we live in our whole life. Here's the tension. It's up on the screen. We live in this tension all of our life that, you know, I'm sure this life, it's all about me. And yet we have this pull from our spiritual life, our faith in Jesus Christ. No, it's not all about you. It's about what I'm doing here and, you know, what I want to do with your life in the future. Um, You're going to live in that tension the rest of your life. When we serve, um, we begin, though, to find ourselves in a better place. That's the thing. Um, It helps us move from, you know, the left side of that screen to the right side of that screen. Um, It gets us outside of ourselves. We are the body all week, the body of Christ. When you leave this place, you are still the body of Christ. Um, but today what I want to do, just want to spend the, the rest, um, the few minutes we have together talking a little bit about um, what does it mean to be part of a community like this? And, you know, what does it mean to serve and be a body member um, that maybe is doing more than just coming to church, you know, on a regular basis? Uh, what does it mean to be involved and engaged and serve here? So a few things that I'm going to share uh, really quick. Here's number one. Um, first thing it means is to take responsibility to find a place to serve. Now, I, I find that most people, if they're asked, are willing to serve if they can. Um, we're kind of trying to create a culture where we don't have to ask as often, that, but people know that part of being part of this community is going to be finding a place where I can serve and where I can help out. Um, I want you to know that you can feel free to try stuff out. And if you don't, um, you know, feel like it's the right place, then just tell us and we'll help you find another place. Um, Also, um, I I just wanted people to know that in this church, 
um, that if you keep coming, if you are involved in this church, one of the things that, that will happen is people will start to know that you're part of this church. Even if you're not wearing a lighthouse shirt, and um, I, I, want, I want you to know that if you are part of Lighthouse Church, I'm going to share something a tish controversial in the Recovery Anonymous, the Anonymous programs, that if you come to this church and you attend some of the anonymous meetings around this church, um, you know, the people who come to an anonymous meeting don't consider you part of Lighthouse Church, but they might know if you are. And um, I want you to know that you know, part of creating a larger lighthouse recovery community where, where people are able to come here and engage in a, a variety of services is important to us. And so we consider, um, you know, even though there are anonymous meetings that meet at our church, we consider a lot of those meetings, you know, part of the outreach that we do. We're providing space for them to, to help. So, you know, be, be intentional, um, you represent Jesus if you're on that path, um, even when you are here um, at an anonymous meeting. Now, I tell people all the time, some of the best ways to serve are coming alongside others, helping others in their journey, and uh, realizing that, you know, if there are people who need your help or are in a place where you once were, best place you can serve is come alongside them. But there are very you know, intentional and formal ways that you can serve. Last week, if you were here, we handed out a brochure. And in that brochure um, are some volunteer opportunities. They're also on our website. Can I just say that one of the cool things we've done recently, um, somebody on our staff, Sydney, has uh, really upgraded our website. So there's volunteer opportunities and ways that you can volunteer um, on our website. And so just last week, actually, we, we had, in the last week, two people who have signed up to volunteer through the website. So, um, you know, if you didn't get a brochure last week, they're out on the countertop. I encourage you to get one. It's going to talk about ushering. If you're one of the ushers, you've heard me say before, probably, man, you're one of the most important people every Sunday morning. Uh, not because you have to hand the bulletin out right, but because you're the first impression people get when you walk in. So do it with a smile. Um, do it with a welcoming spirit. Um, you know, don't be talking to somebody else and just kind of handing them a bulletin when they walk by. Um, if you are a musician, um, we benefit by all of these volunteer musicians every week, giving of their time and energy. What a joy. Um, they put a lot of time in, um, I can tell you. And we thank them um, for that. If you have those abilities, you should, you should visit with Beth. Um, we are always looking for people who want to help with kids and youth. Um, and uh, what greater service than to teach young people about Jesus and to build community for them. Um, so, you know, if that interests you, um, there's different ways that you can serve um, and such an important, important role. Um, adult groups, you know, mentoring others, you know, who are early in the journey of faith, helping to serve food. Thursday nights we have a meal at Celebrate Recovery. Um, helping out with projects. Yesterday we had about eight, ten people downstairs scraping the floor 
uh, so that we could get carpet down there. Awesome. You know, by the way, thank you for doing that, those of you who could make it, and we, we uh, appreciate that so much. Um, some people find their best service is contributing financially. That's often the case in the church. Some people actually have a spiritual gift of making money. It's not me, um, but uh, some people do have those spiritual gifts. All right, second thing I wanted to share, now we're going to move really fast. Um, take responsibility to show up if you volunteer. Um, here's the deal. That's kind of a little bit of a problem around here. Um, sometimes um, people say, I'm going to do this, and then they don't come. And uh, some of you have not really experienced a community where you have to have responsibility and where people are counting on you. So I wanted to teach you that that is part of being in community and it's part of kind of growing in spirituality and recovery and life, um, making a commitment and following through on it. Now I also want to discourage anybody here um, from doing the other thing that I've experienced and that is um, I know the addict mentality. Um, I'm going to do 17 things 110%. And that lasts about a week and a half. And then you disappear for a while because, you know, you're just overwhelmed. Um, pick one, maybe two things. And do your best to show up for a while and see if it's right for you. Um, you know, one of the things that those of you who have been around for a while can do is help teach this to other people. Man, if you've got an usher that you're ushering with who's kind of new to the whole journey of what we're on here at Lighthouse, take them under your wing, you know, if you're serving food with them or whatever it is. All right, um, number three, um, help build each other up. Um, th thank the people for their service, especially if someone's service has touched or impacted you in some way, thank them. Can I just say that when I go out to eat, um, the food tastes different if the waitress or waiter has an attitude or if, you know, they're, they're bringing joy into the work that they do. You know what I mean? Um, it's a whole different dynamic. And so thank those who are doing a good job. And this is, a, this is important. Never criticize work you're not willing to do. Yeah. Never criticize work you're not willing to do. All right, number four. Serve with humility and joy. Um, not every job or role will be your favorite. Can I just tell you that? That's kind of life. Um, so if you're coming into service in wherever it is, and you're thinking that, man, after today, I know that every minute of service is going to be better than the next one or the one before. That's not going to happen. Um, there are sometimes jobs that we have to do that aren't the most fun, uh, but we're doing them for the right reason. We spiritualize it, know we're working for Jesus. Um, and so that's kind of life. And finally, serve with gratitude and love. Serve with gratitude and love. Um, I don't think I've told you today um, how much God loves you. Um, I know that God created you and he created you in his image, a masterpiece by his own hand. 
created you to love you. And he knows whatever it is your life's been dealing with lately. He knows what you're going through. He knows your struggles, uh, your sins, your mistakes. Um, he still loves you. And he came as his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to, you know, to teach, to heal, to, uh, to walk alongside people. But then he also came and he suffered and he died on the cross and was raised from the dead for you. So that when you come to know Jesus, you can know that God's mercies are new every day. Every day, including today. God loves you unconditionally. There's nothing you can do today that's going to make him love you more than he did yesterday. Nothing you do today is going to make him love you more tomorrow. So I want you to know, I want to finish this way. We are the body of Christ. Um, and I know that this body of Christ called Lighthouse has saved and changed a lot of lives. Um, but I want you to know this. The church, the body of Christ, the church, is the one organization established primarily for people who are not here yet. I also want you to know that if you are seeking to grow spiritually, somewhere in the spiritual growth journey, your church life is going to move from whether or not my church life is meeting my needs to a place where I have a part in what Christ's body is doing amongst those who don't know Jesus and those who are and serving those who are in need. So you may not be there yet, but that's where our growth takes us if we are willing to grow alongside Jesus to the church being not so much about, well, it meets my needs, but about I'm part of what God is doing in the world by serving in a significant way. I know, as I said, this community has meant a lot to so many people. God's sovereignty and grace has worked through this body of Christ to improve and change so many lives. It's brought people to faith in Jesus Christ. It's brought hope into many of our lives. But let's not forget, to keep it, we have to give it away. Amen.